Dear God, we thank you for the privilege of a new day. Thank you for the promises that are found in your word. We thank you for the victories that is won in your presence for the peace. Merciful Father, we pray that as we look into you, your word this morning, there will be a transformation of our lives. We will find a phrase, a sentence, a character, an impression that can buoy our spirit up and lead us to face today's challenges, today's disappointments, today's temptations. That would also help us to embrace today's blessings. Father in heaven, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. We are so grateful for the Lord, for to the Lord for His blessings, for the privilege to to do a devotional series on the book of Daniel. Um, the the traditional style is that some people do two weeks, three weeks, or one month Bible in depth Bible study on the book of Daniel, but it's not common for people to do devotional series on you know on bible passages like the book of daniel or the book of revelation it's more of in-depth bible study but well uh, we are inspired to to do things just a little bit differently uh, to bring out some practical lessons from this seemingly um, difficult or somewhat difficult book to understand and and I thank God for the privilege of giving us uh, the grace to simplify some of these texts and I hope that they are simplified for you. Uh, We have a TFI community on WhatsApp in case you want to get more materials for an in-depth study or answers questions. We have a platform so that just reach out to us, we send you more in-depth materials and study guides and we pray that it becomes a blessing to you. We're going to continue on Daniel chapter 3 today. Uh, yesterday we saw the introduction where we discovered that Daniel 3 started with the scene of government officials and commoners alike who were gathered in a public square for the unveiling of King Nebuchadnezzar's new stature um, that he made to defy God's um, revelation to him uh, as interpreted by Daniel. And so we, we discovered that upon the blowing of the trumpet, the order, order was given that everyone should kneel and worship the statue even as the band played. But while everyone obeyed Nebuchadnezzar's command, three young men dared to stand alone, dared to stand without kneeling. I want you to imagine the conflict that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were placed in as they wrestled with with the decision if they should kneel or if they should stand. Because the penalty for not participating was death. And and one, one thing that made it even more difficult for them was that they were not just commoners that could be easily forgotten or overlooked. They were government officials and people were watching them. In fact, like I said yesterday, they made a public statement by also refusing to to kneel. 
and to kneel for them was to betray their God. But not to kneel was to betray their king, whom they have sworn their loyalty. I remember they were originally slaves, and a slave has no choice but to obey his master, especially at the cost of their lives. How many times we we compromise our standards because we we do not want to we want to embar- avoid embarrassment or shame or ridicule or, or something some things as little as even a porridge of like a plate of food like Esau did and we sell our our birthright. Eventually we all come to that moment when everyone else around us is doing what particular thing but God calls us to to do something different. He calls us to choose purity instead of the promiscuity that has become a norm in our society. To choose purity in our dating life, to choose integrity that can affect our upward mobility, to choose love that can make us vulnerable in relationship, to choose forgiveness when every other person is encouraging us to to you know take a firm stand and not to allow ourselves to be used to but, but then we understand that love makes us true love makes us vulnerable and forgiving god has promised to be with us you know when life is hard but often our hearts struggle to believe it shadrach meshach and abednego were no different they were not certain if they will find jesus in the fire when they walked into the furnace in fact, they told the king, we are not careful when you read Daniel 2 from verse 17. We are not careful to answer you in this matter. We know that our God will save us, but even if he doesn't, we still will not bow down to your image. What they did was that they allowed their faith and not their fear to guide their actions. Because I have discovered that faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is trusting God at his word and choosing to obey him in spite of our fear fear does not keep us from acting it is doubt that oftentimes keeps us from acting fear presents us with the options of failure but doubt clouds us with the belief of success oh i want to say that again fear you know you know blocks us fear presents us the options of failure but doubt, you know, blinds us from the opportunity of success. And I pray that God will remove doubt from our heart. And even though the fear may linger, will cause us to choose faith instead of fear. The faith really makes reasonable sense many a times, believe it or not, especially the Christian faith. So when people see faith in action, people need explanation, especially in our world that is an action-driven society we believe by what we we believe what we see you know action speaks louder than words right and so sometimes the christian faith is oftentimes all talk and no action because action in the part of christendom seems to be delayed and as a result um, we often cower to the pressures that are all around us but shadrach meshach and abednego's faith you know they held on to it regardless of the physical manifestation of God's home. And God saw their faith and honored them speedily. But sometimes it doesn't always come speedily. Sometimes we could lose our life like John the Baptist 
who still trusted God and his head was served on a platter of gold, you know, to, um, to through the command of Pilate, not of Pilate, rather of Herod. Our faith might often lead us to suffering. You must believe this, according to Romans chapter 5. But we can take into heart those moments knowing that suffering, our suffering produced perseverance and perseverance produced character and character produced hope. Praise the Lord. I want you to reflect on this. Are you in a situation right now or have you been in a situation when you feel like choosing between God and others? When it seems like the easiest choice is to grow, is to go with the crowd, is to follow the tide, is to is to roll with the punches. When it seems like taking the not so obvious choice, or taking even the obvious choice, seems like going against the popular tide. I want you to remember the decision of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because the beauty of the whole thing was that for them, God stepped in, and Jesus was right there in the fire before they were born. In fact, the people who threw them into the fire were born. But they themselves, nothing happened to them because Jesus was already standing beside them. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar said, I see someone who is like the Son of Man, who is that fourth person that is there. But it's not always the case. Jesus does not always come immediately to rescue us from danger. Sometimes he allows us to pass through the fire and we are born. In cases like John the Baptist, in cases like Stephen who was stoned to death, in, in cases like Jesus at many a times where he was stoned, then he was beaten and finally crucified at the cross. Sometimes choosing the, the path of righteousness may cost us our jobs, may cost us our relationship, it cost us our education. And in those times, we are tempted to think, God, but you rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why not rescue me? And, and you begin to doubt if the choice you made is even the right one. You hear even your pastor, your elder telling you, you know, but I told you to do it like this. You know, which kind of mumu fit is this? And you begin, they begin to tag you as a radical, as an obsessed and ignorant believer. I want you to know that in such times, God wants you to hold on to your conviction in his word. Don't be presumptions. Do the right thing and understand what righteousness means. But I want you to know that when you are clear, when you are convinced by the word of God that this is a stance you should take in any decision in life, hold on to it through prayer and faith. I will paraphrase any wise words that I mentioned yesterday in the book Education, page 57, by saying that um, the greatest want of the world for me is the want of men, women, and youths, such who will, who are not for sale and who are not susceptible to bribery, corruption, or vain entertainment. Men, women, and youths who live transparent lives, who are not hypocrites, but are people of integrity. Men, women, and young people who are not afraid to identify, to name, to forgive, and to correct evil for what it is. Men, women, and young people who, who carry out their duty with a solemn sense of responsibility and ministry. And most especially, the greatest want of the world is the want of men, women, and young people who would dare to be governed by conviction, by principle, rather than by religious 
creed, by public opinion or political expediency. I want you to reflect on this statement even as we bow our heads and, and, and pray. Commit that decision, that choice that you have to make that may seem to be a very radical one, but it is the one that you are convinced God wants you to make. Maybe to cut certain things or certain people away from your life. Maybe to add. Maybe to change your career path. Maybe to, you know, consider exploring um, another educational pursuit. Maybe to consider redefining your relationship. Father in heaven, there's so many choices that are before us and oftentimes we are not even certain which is the right one. And even when we discover it, there's so many obstacles in our path, even obstacles that may cost us our life as was presented to Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But we want to pray, Father, we ask that you give us the grace, you increase our faith, you give us the tenacity to trust in your word, that you will do just what you say you will do, that even as persecution may come from the choices we make, you know, according to your word, that will help us to always remember, according to Romans, that, you know, suffering, worketh for us, um, produce perseverance for us and then character it builds our character and ultimately it establishes our hope in you lord may this be our experience may this be our experience may your grace be sufficient for us may we live by faith in you and we experience your blessings and be with us through the storm through the fire that at the end will come out tried as gold and refined to be worthy saints of you made worthy by the blood of jesus and made holy and blessed through your promises that are found in your word. Thank you, Lord. Today shall be a great day for your son. Today shall be a blessed day for your daughter. Filled with hope, filled with life, filled with favor. In Jesus' name, 